0: The latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider. Hello
1: and welcome to the podcast. The Insider <laughs> podcast. I don't know what I'm saying because it's my last one. It's brilliant. It's
2: that d happy. Yeah, it's yeah. like a kid on Mufti Day, aren't you?
1: Uh, joined by... Deputy Editor Trevor Trahan.
2: Hello. Maybe um, we should anoint Trev live in the podcast. Yeah, What's maybe this should be the official handing over. We could anoint Well, it's more,
3: more handover than he's done so far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mate, I've forgotten more than you know. <laughs> and uh, publisher Andy Jackson. Hello. And we have a pod full of footballing goodness. Obviously, the uh, main talking point over the weekend was the final warm-up game for the World Cup, Socceroos against USA, and uh, a uh, interesting performance to say the least, especially in the first half from the Socceroos. What do we make of it? Um, A lot better than you know standard of
3: game wise. Talking aside from the the result, a lot better than the Denmark game. I'm not sure if I could have sat for another one of those to be honest. Um, So at least a little bit happened, but. Silly, silly de- defensive mistakes that cost you, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened with the Socceroos. I think people are reading into it too much, though. I think it's it's panicked people a little bit, and I don't think that's that's fully justified. I don't think that US are, are that
2: bad a side, but one thing I suppose is that but they're not going to be one of the better sides, are they? They're going to be no. They're going to be like you know, if they get to the last eight, that is a major result for US. Round I- of sixteen is their sort of level. Yeah, you know, and so you've got to think that there's going to be 12, you know, 10 to 12 teams better than the US at the World Cup and probably two of which Australia playing in their group and the USA at times rips the socceroos to shreds mm. on the counter attack, you know, and they're mm. not the best counter attacking team at the World Cup by a long stretch and mm. Yeah, I mean it didn't start well, did it? I mean first two minutes, Grella getting caught in possession, trying yeah. to rugby tackle the guy, missing the guy, and, and again, Edson Buddle is not the best centre forward that the soccer is going to come up against. The guy was playing for LA Galaxy and couldn't get, could only get on the pitch as a sub, I think, when Sydney beat him. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I mean, you know, we can point to the other end and say Kennedy had a good couple of chances. You know, but uh, the, I'm, the, I'm actually less worried
3: about conceding three and more worried about only scoring one. The reason is the US ship goals like crazy And they have done And mm-hmm. all their friendlies And all the way through qualification it, they, are, they have got one of the weakest defences At the World Cup you know, Without a doubt And the fact that we just got that one And it was a classic Cahill goal as well wasn't it? Yeah. Right, that he had no right to score whatsoever Hard but...
2: volley through about four <laughs> sets of legs yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how he does it And those defensive mistakes though Obviously individual errors One off It wasn't like the defence played Badly as the a whole, structure was bad. No. Is, that, is, that a, is that more of a worry or less of a worry? You know, can they work on you know mentally getting better and working on those individual errors? Is less or more of a worry well, when I it's mean, when
2: it's individual errors like that? You can work on the structure in training. You can't make the players better players. You know, in, in a two or three day period. You know, I mean that uh, uh, we talked about it before, and Craig has personally refuted it, HREF, But you know, we looked slow. In the centre of the <laughs> defence, you know, and the, and as I said, you know, there, were, there was that one where the, the fellow ran through, he should have scored. Randy and put it wide. You know, Schwartzman made a great save from Clem- Dempsey, Dempsey as well. Yeah. And that was just running through the heart of the defence, you mm-hmm. know, and, and a quick interchange of passes, and they were away, and we weren't going to catch them. And, the, and that to me has been, we've talked about probably for the last two months, is is the big concern, is is. Pace at the centre of that defence, and and the other thing as well is that make no mistake, every other coach will be watching that. You know, the, the you know, Low and those sort of guys will be watching that, going right. You know, they're susceptible to people running straight through the heart of their defence and a quick one too. And I think they'll, they're they're going to get more of that. You know, or players cutting inside from the wing and, and really driving at the heart of the defence, mm. uh, and that in turn. One way you can safeguard yourself against that is if your defensive midfield screeners are playing well, which unfortunately no, they're not. they're not,
3: you know. well, not always, he's way off, way off the pace at the moment. Yeah, and
2: it was interesting. Mike Cockle yesterday in the Cinnamon Herald was talking about the fact that, you know, in training, Valeri is training the house down and, and thinks that, you know, he's going to run him very, very close for selection at the weekend because for some reason you know, he's not played a lot of football this season, but. You know, Grela looks looks just looks dangerous like off he's, the pace, and it looks
1: like he's supplementing aggression and uh, and fouling by it for the well, fact that he's off well the yeah, pace. Well, yeah, and, and that's, that's what you do if, you, if you're not
2: going to quite get there. You tend to go in a little bit extra hard, yeah, thinking, yeah. "Well, I'm going to I'm going to get the man and the ball," you know, and because you're not confident in getting the ball, and that is, yeah, you know, we've seen you know, two or three tackles that, that he's going to. Probably be suspended for the second game, let alone picked.
1: Yeah, Trev. Um, we all know that uh, Harry Kull's missing and uh, Willie he and all that. Um, but obviously Brett Emerton didn't play in the game as well. Uh, how much of a factor is is him, you know, not being in there, or what could he bring to the team if selected?
3: Yeah, he's a massive miss. I don't think you can underestimate. I mean, what we were chatting about the other night is that we didn't have our width. You no,
2: know,
3: width. N- no, no, Kull and Emerton means. You know, no whip it doesn't make up for those God. defensive mistakes. I actually
2: got a text overnight from uh, <laughs> from a lad that I oh, know, South Africa, a South African lads. that used to work on four four two in South Africa, and he, he's putting his fantasy team together, and he texted me this morning, go, who, who are Australia's wide players? <laughs> I want them for my fantasy team, and I just texted him back saying they don't have any. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
3: thought you could say Scott McDonald, M- M- make it. So, yeah. Yeah. and
2: that's the point. You know, Kuhl and Kennedy are, are the only whip. That 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 we've got in uh, sorry Kiel and Emerson sorry the only width that we've got and and therefore the, the, you know it's just the heart of all of Australia's problems I think is the fact that they've got no width because the central midfield players are having to take too long on the ball because there's no natural wide outlet for them to pass the ball to so they're having to hold on to it longer whilst people get wide and they're not doing that in time and they're getting caught in possession and the second thing is is that there's no width to get crosses in for Kennedy. So the balls that are coming into Kennedy are coming straight down the pitch. You know, from Lucas Neal chipping it forward or little chip balls. And mm. people can defend against that all day. You know, when Kennedy's looked good in a soccer shirt, look at the goals. Qatar goal, you know, the goal against Qatar was early on in the piece. I think it was Emerton wide, cross in. Goal against Uzbekistan. Cross from the right Wilkshire, from Wiltshire Yeah, you know, he's not good with the ball played straight up in straight lines. And yeah. We've got to get the ball wide, and and you know, for me, I wouldn't start kill up front. If kills fit, I'll play him wide left and play Kennedy up front because that's that's when we're dangerous. Is mm. if we can get the ball wide and get the ball onto Kennedy's head. And we're, I
3: think it'll make a difference with with Kiel and Edison coming in because. Wilkshire and Chipperfield are both good wide players. They're good at getting forward. They normally play more advanced for their clubs, and I just think it will um, encourage them to get forward a little bit more if they know that they've got kind of a one-two and an overlap that they can do. Yeah,
2: it gives the other team something to worry about as well. You know, because if you've if you've got Kuhl and the ball's going into Kuhl, and then you've got Chipperfield making a run past Kuhl and overlapping, then it gives Kuhl the option to use him as a decoy and cut inside or go wide himself. And at the moment, it's all too predictable because there's only what the player on the ball generally at the moment for Australia has got one option mm. and if we can see that he's got one option the opposition can see he's got one option which is why we're seeing players getting caught in possession like Grella did for the first goal I mean that was a bad touch but we're seeing that the ball just isn't moving quickly enough because they're not, they haven't got enough options when they're in possession
1: yeah yeah. Now, obviously, the, the big news coming out of the training camp during the week is uh, Tim Cahill's injury, the the neck injury, mm. um, which, if anyone's ever had anything like that, it can be a right pain in the neck, if you got I've myself, so yeah. Yeah.
2: I did up with
1: one. Was that when you went up for a header? <laughs> that heavy yeah. training you doing. I
2: dropped a text into Les Gellis. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's going to yeah, greet me off the plane.
1: How much of a worry is it? Listen to a press conference uh, online the other day, and he seemed very narky when he was being asked the questions, which kind of leads me to think that it is an issue because he just didn't want to talk about it, uh, it do we, we you got any scoops Trev well, or,
3: uh... well kind of the, the impression I've gotten not just from from Cahill but f- from other players that have had injury problems is I think they're just a bit sick of being asked about it because mm-hmm. it's every single day and it's like well you know how, how's that today and it's like well it's kind of the same as yesterday it's just a little bit better and I think that's they're, they're kind of losing their rag a
2: little bit. I think. That, I think the one thing that I saw Kale, which just to me said it's fine, is he said, "If the game was today, I would have played." That's all you need to know. And what he's saying is, it's only going to be better by the time Sunday rolls around, you know. Yeah. And he, he's one of those guys that will play through the pain barrier to for Australia, no doubt about that. So I think I think he'll be fine, and I think chose right. You know, well, the other thing is just thank God they're not English. So the Australian press asking them imagine what it was like when Beckham and Rooney and with the old metatarsal injuries it was like there were prayer mats going in the, in the sun were not there for Beckham yeah. and that. yeah, that's
3: yeah. what people want to know though in you know, defence of the journalists that, that, that's yeah, what people yeah. back home are, are concerned about I suppose that the KO thing's interesting if, if he's next in a position where you know it's not going to be 100% against Germany you know, does Pim say okay, let's not play you against Germany and make sure you're fit for the must win against Ghana you know,
1: I don't know if it, he'll he'll think like that. Do maybe, I, maybe he will. May, maybe, maybe not. Do you think he will? <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. I don't know, I was zoning nah, out there. I was thinking I about think, the next segment. I don't, nah, I don't <laughs> think
2: but, so. Think I, think you, it, I think, the, I think it, the, the Germany game is too important to surrender it. I think uh, you've got to set to, your stall to out. To lose and lose that open and, game puts so much pressure on the second mm. game. And, you know, the, the there's a... There's a chance for them to go out and and get a result that could set up their whole World Cup, and I think waving the white flag and saying we're going to arrest players against Germany. it's a bit like when uh, who's um, Mick McCarthy did it with Wolves in the Ooh. Premier League where he yeah. sent a you know a sub strength side or was it to Old Trafford you
1: know
2: and almost said we're not going to win that game even with our strongest team now psychologically I know in a 38 game season. That might be a, a, a pragmatic move, but mm. but in a in a two week tournament, yeah, you know, I just think psychologically that's a real bad move to yeah. say we're not going to win this game even with our best player. Let's rest him for the second.
1: Well, we all know what how Tim. Well, maybe we all don't know, but um, obviously Tim didn't react the best when he found out he was coming off the bench in the start of the first game in four years ago. So to tell him that he would have to start on the bench or probably not even play against Germany might. Uh, might be a risky move in the sense that it's going to, you know, upset him or make him disgruntled from from that point of view as well.
3: I think he's the type of character that will want to bounce back
1: regardless of if you started them on the bench. Well that's all the time we've got for in the first section of our podcast but join us after the break as we'll be having a look at all the news from our website au.442.com
0: As an official partner of FIFA Sony has opened 3D pavilions at FIFA FanFest sites in seven countries across the globe. Starting at Nelson Mandela Square Johannesburg six more FIFA FanFest sites are located in Berlin Mexico City Paris Rio de Janeiro Rome and Sydney. In addition to showcasing a host of Sony Entertainment for the first time, football fans will be able to experience the 3D world created by Sony when they watch highlights of the 2010 FIFA World Cup in 3D.
4: The countdown to the 2010 World Cup has begun. So now's the time to start showing support for your team. Kick yourself out in all the latest Socceroos gear from Rebel Sport and get ready for the action to begin. We've got men's and kids' away jerseys, shorts, jackets, scarves and wristbands. Socceroos aren't your team? Rebel Sport's got you covered. We've got gear from all your favourite international soccer teams, including England, Italy, Brazil and Estates. More Get into Rebel Sport today or shop online at rebelsport.com.au and show your pride on the pitch this season.
0: The latest on the world game. This
1: is 442 Insider. Hello and welcome back to the 442 Insider podcast. Got the name of it right this time. Uh, And now we're going to have a look at some of the news from our website au.442.com. And uh, starting with the rather sad news of uh, Brad Jones having to uh, quit the World Cup and the team to fly back to France after hearing that his four-year-old son uh, has been diagnosed with leukaemia. Obviously, uh, a very sad um, announcement and uh, piece of news and our thoughts are with him and his family as he goes through that. Um, uh, But from a footballing point of view, it means uh, Eugene Galakovic is back in the team. And takes Brad's place, and uh, there have been some, you know, kind of uh, statements by some of the players saying that they're going to dedicate games to uh, to the young son and to Brad and his family. So, um, you know, it's a nice touch, uh, isn't it? You know, when when they're going through such a terrible time.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that you know, injuries are one thing. People missing the World Cup through injury, which is a uh a fact of life you know and that's sad enough but when someone has to miss the World Cup because their son's you know very ill you know that's a different level altogether mm. and it'd be difficult to really know what to say to the guy you know if you're the team all you can just say is mate just go and do what you have to do sort of thing you know but yeah I mean hopefully you know, hopefully the guys will use it as a bit of inspiration you know a lot of them have got young kids themselves Cale, yeah, Neil yeah. and that okay. and you know, maybe this will be the thing that, that might sort of bring them together and give them something to you know to strive for, you know, and to dedicate that to, so yeah, definitely, yeah, that's definitely so, thoughts with him.
1: Yeah, well, moving on, on to uh, matters of uh, of football, uh, more more pertinent, we have uh, Franz Beckenbauer talking about Germany. Uh, predicting a place that's a surprise isn't it predicting yeah. a France Beckenbauer
2: about what is about, going on about about Germany. two bloody things <laughs> Bayern Munich or Germany <laughs> shut, shut up and he's predicted a Oi, semi-final Kaiser. place yes, no shut up, shut up. <laughs> enough <laughs> of <for> your German <laughs> and your Bayern Munich
1: but he says that the, um, Germany should not underestimate Australia uh, he said at a press conference um, I saw the games against Hungary and Bosnia Herzegovina on TV which is more than I did and what I saw was a lot of good movement and enjoyment in their game, and signs that things are working, but he's obviously also told them to guard against complacency uh, in in the first game-
3: Germany are one of the few teams that have come out of these pre world cup warm ups you know looking good mm. like most of France Spain had a good win the other day, but you know most of them have just been trickling along and and not really looking that convincing, so I think it's a concern for Australia that you know. Germany are looking that good heading into the game Fine
2: on all cylinders already. Yeah,
3: exactly.
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I mean, Beckenbauer is like a master politician, and he, you know, he's like he's, he's been moving in the sort of upper echelon to football for for fifty years. So he's you know he's very political in his comments. But I have seen quite a lot of like you know quite overconfidence coming out of the German camp in other areas, and maybe he's moved to just give them a little, look, lads, you know. They you know, don't sort of. You, you know, earn it. Yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. the thing with the Jones is, yeah, they've been looking, they've been looking good, but they're, they're struggling up front as well. They haven't really got. I don't think that, that they've got their first choice centre forward sorted, and they haven't really got a forward that's in form. You'd probably say the most in form striker is the young lad, Muller, from, from Bayern Munich. So I think Closer and Podolsky got, what, five goals between yeah, them this season. This and season. Gomez has, has not translated his club form to international level yet. Um, so they've, they've got their problems I wouldn't say that they're the finished article yet but yeah. Um, but yeah so I, I guess that's one thing that the Socceroos could look to is the fact that you know they, they haven't got a striker that, that's bang on form yet and mm. that might give them an opportunity because maybe it will take them a couple it will take them a couple of games I know we've talked about they're not the slow starters that everyone seems to think they are but maybe in this case they might be because it will take them a, t- a while to find out who their combination is up front
1: yeah definitely um, going away from the from the World Cup, but still on to uh, the beard. The Asian Football Confederation president has uh, thrown his support behind a 2018 World Cup in Europe, and uh, confirming that the continent is set on hosting the 2022. Pretty much what we all thought, anyway. Trev, wasn't it that um, that the AFC have probably conceded that it will go to Europe, and has uh, now come out and said so to you know stop any kind of politics or any. Uh, any issues, and hoping that Europe will then reciprocate and uh, get behind the Australian bid in uh, 2022. Yeah,
3: I mean, the chances of yeah. it not being in Europe are very, very slim. There wouldn't be three Southern Hemisphere World Cups in a row mm. You know, if, if Australia got it. It just wouldn't happen. And, yeah, It's almost certainly going back to Europe. In terms of where it's going to go back to in Europe, it's probably a more interesting discussion, because even though England are short price favourites, there's a one country that'll stuff up. That I said it before. I've I've got a funny I've got a funny feeling that it might be um, Spain and Portugal or Russia. Okay. One of those two bids might might get in ahead of them.
1: What do you think, Andy?
2: Yeah, I'm. Mean, think the interesting thing is, is I wouldn't necessarily assume that that the Asian bid is Australia that they're yeah. that they're referring to. You know, uh, Bin Hamami's is Qatari himself and Qatar bidding. Um, and Japan as and well. And Japan, yeah. yeah. I mean, Japan. I th- you would imagine it's too soon. 20 years I think would be the shortest time yeah I actually know 1970 and 86 Mexico yeah that was an intentional that, though, yeah that's because it? it was going to be in Colombia mm. um, so you'd probably think it's too soon but uh, yeah that, that sort of concerns me a little bit that already we're sort of seeing the political voting starting to rear its head i.e. AFC saying well we'll support you but in return for you supporting us but my concern would be who is the us that, yeah. that Bin Hammam is, is looking for it to be conditional that the support is and as difficult as I could imagine a World Cup being in Qatar, it's like the longer it goes on, the more I think surely they can't I'm really.
3: I, I think a, a lot of this sort of you know, you bid for us here and then we'll help you the next time. Long happens anyway. Normally yeah. when, when they're not Qatar, so I read that the FA Confidential, David Davis book. The full he talks about it in there, and it, it's quite common for countries to have agreements, and it's going to be even more common this time because everyone knows they're doing announcing two at once, yeah. so it's yeah. easy to yeah. set up those kind of deals. So I reckon that that'll be
1: going on all the way through. Well, the decision's made. What December second? December, yeah. So um, it it's coming uh, quick
3: enough. I remember announcing the binders, thinking, "Oh, it's so far away."
1: Yeah, yeah he's coming very quickly. Moving on to uh, back to the Socceroos. Uh, Nikita Rukovica has uh, slammed the door on any talk of an A League return. He's keen on staying at FC Twente, and obviously being over there in Holland has allowed him to uh, make the Socceroos squad and become a fringe player. Uh, Probably a bit too early for him to uh, to be coming back, wouldn't it? He's got a bit, yeah, bit, bit, so. bit more football in him over there.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, you know, If he can get a few cameo appearances in the World Cup and and show a bit of promise, I think he should be able to pick pick something up in Europe. I, I'd agree. I think it's probably a bit soon for him to come out if he's made that decision to go. Yeah,
1: yeah, and a, you know, a, a good addition to the Socceroo squad. I mean, that the, the pace that he has, maybe not the the, the absolute world class. Finisher that that you'd expect to see, you know, at the at the at the pointy end of the World Cup, but mm. he could bring something different to the to the Socceroos, you know, with 20 minutes to go or looking for a goal or something like that. He could be the the X factor, Trev.
3: Yeah, I like him. I th- I think he's a decent player. I he's a really good player at Perth, if not as hideously one-footed as a footballer you're ever <laughs> likely to see. Mm-hmm. But it is a very good left foot. So yeah, um, yeah he has to stay over there. I'll be s- so depressing to see him come back because he's, he's one of the, the better prospects, isn't he? It's a little bit disappointing that he hasn't made enough of an impact to stay on there, though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, good, good Scrabble name as well. <laughs> and a nightmare for the shirt printers, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, if anyone's going to get it wrong, it'd be uh, Nikita. Um, following on from uh, Sally Shippard being in the podcast last week, fantastic replacement for Trevor. I, I uh, laughed at my jokes. <laughs> yeah. I know she did. Yeah. Um,
3: I, I was chatting to her at the the Star City party. She's really nice, isn't she? Yeah, <laughs> she's
1: top top girl wearing a little uh, Bob me. Marley uh, hat, yeah. purple Bob Marley hat uh, last week. But moving on from that, the the Matildas are said to be eyeing a new wages deal. Um, the current agreement that uh, that Sally spoke about um, last week is expiring at the end of June. And uh, they're looking to tie up another uh, six month or twelve month agreement.
2: Good time um, for it to come around. Absolutely, but they, 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 won't, they yeah. won't find themselves in a stronger bargaining position than being Asian champions and off to a World Cup next year. So I hope they get them. Mm. Um, I hope they get what they deserve because they're uh, they're certainly um, great, you know, sort of pioneers for the game for for you know all the amount of girls that are coming into the game now. At you know ten, eleven, and twelve years old, that really genuinely look up to these girls, mm. and, and I think even more so than the men's game, it's a little bit more reachable. They can actually see it, you know, that these girls. You know, I mean, I can remember when Sarah Walsh was working in Rebel Sport and, <laughs> in Miranda. You know, they've still got her shirt up on the wall, you know, and now she's heading off to World Cups and winning Asian Cups, and I think that it is, you know, genuinely within their reach, and they see that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, they're going to be playing in the Peace Cup in October, and then obviously going over to Germany for the Women's World Cup next summer. Do we know
3: when the draw is for the Women's World Cup finals?
1: No. I think it would probably be like, like maybe. December time. I think, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. probably mirror the, the way that the World Cup yeah. goes. But. Um,
3: That's certainly raise a bit of interest now. You know, now they've. We'll,
1: we'll be right. headed over, mate. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be. She's already, already mentioned it. Taking the short drive down there, and uh, yeah, I've already spoken to Tommy Tom Samani about it, and he was. Uh, he said, yeah, come down. So. Uh,
3: sure, the girls, yeah. we'd be delighted to see you. Oh
1: yeah, Ginger Baldy. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good morale boost. You see my shiny head from the you know the three people in the stands watching the games. You won't be able to. to <laughs> I'll be like, That's me. good of
2: the age to send Mike Lynch. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. He I'll, have a to, I'll have to wear my Mike Lynch <laughs> trilby hat. And uh, hello, it's Mick Lynch here.
2: <laughs> How you doing?
1: <laughs> Hope you're well, Mick. If you're listening, um, another s- new story coming out uh, is um, North Queensland Fury, and their Czech-born coach, Frank Franz Straker or Stracker, has that been announced like yet? The, the, this this story is a couple of days old. That yeah, I'm yeah, now, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. He's in the. Um, we're announcing it now. He's got the we're job. announcing it. He's in the driving seat, and. Uh, <laughs> Kind of hot on the heels of uh, Vitislav Levitska's appointment. There's, a, there's a, the new Czech revolution. Is that the, is that the way forward? They're dumping well, their clogs and they're taking on... What do Dutch. Czech people do? Beers? Nice chop of beer. Czech, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah
3: exactly. Um, is it the new Czech influence? Well, We joked about it in the diary in the, the magazine recently. It said, you know, now one Czech coach has done good. Anyone who's <laughs> anyone who's checked is going to get um, yeah. a fair shot. I'm sure that's not true of this guy because he sounds like he's got pretty good credentials. Sounds yeah. like he's a cracking player in his time as well, and he's got experience at a lot of different teams. And you know he wouldn't. He didn't seem
2: to hang around anywhere for long. There's like ten nah. clubs in eleven years or something. But yeah, it, I mean I don't <laughs> feel think suits the a League perfectly. Exactly. I mean Levitsky,
3: I think he'll leave after this year anyway. Think I think. Yeah, I think it'd be a two-year project for him, and then then he'll go and reckon this guy
2: would be the same. Can't well, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, hats off to to the the group that, that appointed this because I'm glad that they didn't just take the easy route and appoint someone that's already had a crack at the A-League. You know, that, you don't
3: really want to see a Farina, Farina back on a or cause, like that. You, know. Like, you know, yeah. it's like,
2: guys, bring something different to the table. You know, OK, I'm, I'm not against these guys getting another job back in the A-League. But I also think that subsequent story from Archie Fraser has got a lot of merit. You know, go, go overseas, test yourself, you mm. know, go and get some experience and bring it back, because otherwise, you know, Levitska's appointment is, you know, is, is, is a great case in point. There are people out there willing to come and work in the A-League who have got significantly broader coaching experience and, and ideas, and that, that's how this league will grow, hmm. is if our younger players are getting, you know, exposure to coaches that have worked in a number of different markets. And you saw it with Sydney FC, saw, you know, with the same squad of players, a different outlook, a different mentality different level of professionalism, um, won the double, you know, and if we can get that as standards, you know, and it that not just from a playing perspective, but from a coaching perspective as well. Mm. You have know, got to look at like you know, if Levitsky goes after two years, how much has Tony Popovich learned in those two years? Yeah. Being his number two, and then therefore would Tony Popovich be a better coach or a better Australian coaching prospect as a result? Yes, he would. Mm. You know, and I think that's important. So I, I, I think it's a good move.
3: I think it's important as well because you know we're currently in the middle of membership renewals and people taking out you know the season tickets, and, and after losing Robbie, I think they needed something like this that says the fans. You know, it could still be a good season because we've got a really good coach. I, I think that's a genuinely exciting thing for the community that they've got.
1: Yeah, just a bit of background. He's 52 years old. Played seven years in the Czech and Slovakian national team, including the 1990 World Cup in Italy. Uh, he's managed clubs in Germany, Greece, and the Czech Republic, and took the Czech national team for just one game in 2009. Uh, which was a one-nil win over the mighty mortar. 100 percent record though. Let's just <laughs> hope he's
2: bad. let's just hope he's best mates with Pavel Nedved. Yeah, <laughs> bring him over for yes. a bit
1: of Townsville action. And just going on uh, for the for the news story that we uh, that, that Andy alluded to just afterwards, Archie Fraser, the interim CEO of North Queensland Fury, has said that basically the bar has been risen. Um, you know, Frank Farina came out and questioned the signing of. Uh, of this coach but uh, it just seems a little bit like um, you know sour grapes from Frank because no one wants to touch him anymore
2: well uh, yeah, my my thought would be like you know has what, what you know look at the the, the coaches like Frank Farina John Cosmina you know what are they doing at the moment you know what have they done since they haven't been in the A-League that has fought, you know furthered them as coaches and made them better prospects as coaches than they were when they lost their respective jobs you know obviously Farina's was more for what happened off the pitch rather than on it. But mm. um but yeah, I, I just think, you know, it's just like another job, you know, if we, if you get made redundant, do you sit around and wait for a job to come out, or do you go out and, and make yourself more attractive to a potential employer, you know I should, should think about that, shouldn't I? Yeah, make myself
3: more attractive. Probably have, haven't you? Ever, no. <laughs> yeah but Zola was over for a while recently. I oh, see? Yeah. I mean, it looked like he was probably just um, holidaying, yeah. but you know, it, it got the it got the rumours going that he might take an A League job, but would seem unlikely. Yeah, not yeah, much well, of a drop down
2: from
1: West Ham though like,
2: not really. I, it's probably the same. I still have him. I still have him playing in the A League. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah, definitely.
1: Well, that's all the news we've got time for in this section of the Insider Podcast, but join us after the break as we'll be having a look at Group H in the World Cup, the final World Cup group, so join us then.
0: It's about time. Time to catch up with my world and everyone in it. Time to salute Saturday night's party heroes and party zeros. Time to check if Chris needs a keeper for tomorrow's game. Time to see what the coach has planned for Sunday and who's going to be there. It's all about not wasting one drop of precious time. Time to stay in control. See your entire social universe from a single screen with timescape only on the new xperia x10 from sony ericsson 442's ultimate world cup pack is on sale now and it's our biggest and best value pack yet with two magazines including a complete guide to the world cup giant wall chart socceroos dvd official world cup panini sticker book plus a pack of stickers to start your collection it's all you need to warm up for the world cup if it's in the game it's in 442 on sale now
1: Back to 442 Insider. Hello and welcome back to the 442 Insider podcast. And if you're a regular listener, you will know that we have been breaking down every group in the World Cup. Breaking down. It down. <laughs> Andy was doing some body popping. Uh, Trev had his hat on backwards and uh, standing in a b-boy stance. Um... And I was just looking at them. <laughs> anyway, uh, Group H, the last group. Uh, Spain, Switzerland, Honduras and Chile. Um, of all the favourites, have Spain got the easiest group, Trev? Uh, quite possibly.
3: I think in terms of how good Spain are compared to the other teams, mm. I think it's probably um, the, the biggest golf. I mean, you've seen how many games they've won in a row and you just cannot see them slipping up against any of these guys. Can you really? Switzerland... Honduras, Chile I mean, I know, and again I know it was, only,
2: it was only Poland but they demolished Poland in the week one of the goals the David Silva goal the team move and the flick the you know, chip from Torres was just phenomenal and everyone else is complaining about the ball and not being able to control it and they were just awesome with it You know, so I know Casillas has had a bit of a grumble about it but if they keep playing mm. like that he won't have much to do exactly probably won't
1: get his hands yeah or... Uh, what does Spain need to guard against? What's the, what's their biggest enemy? Is it injuries? Is it complacency? Uh, uh, it seems as though they've got their form. That's not a worry. But um, wh- what what could be the their Achilles' heel?
2: Um, I still think belief. I think there, there is a big difference between winning the Euros and, and winning the World Cup. In that I think you know, Euros has been something like thirteen winners, and the World Cup has only ever been seven. So whilst people are saying they broke the hoodoo, they've won the major tournament in the sort of modern era, they're going to win the World Cup. I still think mentally there's a big difference, um, mm. as well as an extra knockout round. So I think you know it's a case of if things don't start immediately well, you know can they bounce back? Because you know they've got they've got a few tests there. You know Switzerland last World Cup didn't concede a goal, went out without conceding a goal first mm-hmm. time over. You know and Chile. You know, play some good football, attacking football, um, and I do think that Spain sometimes struggle when other teams park the bus. You know, so if Switzerland are, are quite capable of doing that, you know, so if teams sit deep and just you know let soak them up and are good at it, um, then that might cause them a problem. Um, but it's difficult to see them not getting out of the group. I agree. Mm.
3: I think it's good for them to have you know this relatively easy group because they've got a few injury concerns. So people say, oh, you know, you've got to be ready for the start of the World Cup, but, you know, realistically, Spain's World Cup doesn't start till a couple of weeks' time anyway, because they'll
1: just, they'll just walk this group, I think. So my favourite team in the tournament, Honduras. Uh, we're going to be following them Can't for wait. a game. We've Looking got...
2: forward to our trip to Honduras, Spain, as honorary Hondurans. We've
1: got our friend Alfonso, uh, who is a Honduran, who lives in America. He's going to come, uh, come over and see us and be on one of our podcasts in South Africa. And then... Uh, Take us under the wing of La H, as they're known, and we're going to be uh, wearing our Honduras shirts and uh, singing Honduran songs, you know, those famous songs that everyone obviously knows. Um, but what do we know about them on the pitch? Trevor, you've, you've, uh, I can see you've got some notes from Honduras. Tell us about their, their danger men and uh, me just, how they like to play.
3: Let me just pull out the 442 supplement here and <laughs> read it out for you. Um, I mean, that's probably going to work in their favour. There's not a, a huge amount we know about them. It's not like they've got a defined style that people are going to expect them to, to play. So they'll mm. go into the tournament with that as an advantage. Um, in terms of the quality they've got for the teams, you know, it's nowhere near the other three, in all fairness, not yes. just Spain. They're not on the same level as Switzerland and Chile. And Switzerland and Chile have got World Cup experience, and even, that, even though that might be a different generation of players, it helps when your nation has been at a World Cup before, mm. and... I think they should just go there and um, try and enjoy it as much as they can, really.
1: Wilson Palacios is probably the most famous name that that our listeners will have heard of, the Tottenham midfielder. Yeah, and, and Alexis and, and Figueroa
2: as yeah. well from Wigan. Main or Figueroa. Yeah, and uh, I, th- I think with Honduras, I think I know this is that I think I've seen like yeah you know, bits of their qualifying through Concacaf, and you and know, then they can play. You know, they they're, they're not bad on the ball. Um, and they sort of fall into the group at the, the bottom third group but in a quite dangerous group which is teams that have got nothing to lose but can actually play a bit mm-hmm. um, you know you look at Switzerland and they will think right okay we'll go out against Spain and we'll we'll park the bus and we'll try and get a 0-0 genuinely believing that they can get a 0-0 Honduras I think will go into that game and think you know what we just try and defend. We're going to lose anyway. We might as well have a go, yeah. and I think they could end up being in some of the more entertaining games in the World Cup because they've got nothing to lose. They're going to go and have a crack at it, um, and they can actually play a bit, you know. So I, I, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to that Spain Honduras mm. game because I think it could be a could be a cracker.
3: I think they're, they're very defensive though, aren't they, Honduras?
2: Yeah, very I, very yeah.
3: defensive. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do just try and sit back against Spain perhaps and I, think,
2: that, that no, I don't think so I just think I just think they'll look at it and think what have we got to lose we might as well have a go let's
3: just go for it yeah I think they'll, they'll try and hold out for a nil-nil and Spain will pass them to death
2: I see a little
1: wager coming on between you two now um, you're, not, you're
3: not backing on though are you? no I'm not
2: backing Honduras. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it could be say like a 4-2 you know what I mean like who's it who, is it Costa, when, who is it Costa Rica played that time and it ended up being a cracking game I think they lost 4-2 like Brazil or something I,
1: yeah. and they didn't
2: go and defend they actually. it wasn't went Germany it.
1: it was the opening game wasn't it, when it was no great.
2: it wasn't the last World Cup it oh, was okay. it was. A, it was one of the other it might even have been France 98 I, think, yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't yeah. think Honduras a score against Spain a no score
1: guarantee well, I might take that bet <laughs> <laughs> no score guarantee <laughs> well the two other teams obviously we spoke about quickly Switzerland and Chile they have uh, World Cup experience, but well, which of those two do you think might come out second?
3: Um, Switzerland have got a, a fantastic coach, in Hitzfeld, mm-hmm. experienced guy, and you know the, the sort of coach that you know might be able to to drag a team like that out of the group. And there's been a bit of a buzz around Chile. A lot of people are mm-hmm. saying that you know they've looked fairly good in the run up to the World Cup, and I, I think I'm going to back them to to squeeze out Switzerland.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. Although. Having obviously been, um, they have got severe injury doubt over their centre forward, that is a massive part of their their game, which is Umberto Suazo, who uh, picked up a, a, a muscle injury in their last warm up game, and he's almost certainly out at the first game, um, but might be fit for the second two. Um, and I was just listening to uh, like Tim Vickery was talking about and saying that they, like Bielsa obviously has coached Argentina as well at the World Cup, yep. and. and um, he's got this interesting 3-3-1-3 three, three, three formation which i notice we have actually got in the mag which is that's, yeah, a, and he that's, a, that's
3: a, a mirror on formation isn't it it <laughs> is
2: that's exactly what I was saying. so he plays like plays sort of three centre backs on the basis that he, his philosophy he said is that he will always only play one more defender than the other team play attackers mm-hmm. so if in a rare occasion a team genuinely plays 4-3-3 three, three and with three strikers he'll play a fourth defender but generally he, he, you know, he predicts that every team will play two up front. So he plays three at the back and plays two wide attacking midfielders, almost overlapping fullbacks, and then two wingers and a centre-forward. So you know, they're, they, they're, they're certainly not a defensive team, and yeah. that's the way that he sets them up. So I think they'll definitely be good to watch.
1: And uh, obviously the, uh, the, the, the teams that qualify from this group will go on to play the uh, qualifiers from... Brazil, Portugal, Ivory Coast, North Korea even. So uh, are we looking at maybe... uh, It's It's going to be a tough second game,
2: whether you've finished winner or runner-up of this group. And could the fact that it's an easy group
1: uh, count against Spain in the sense that that they might not be tested and then they come up against uh, uh, one of the big boys?
2: Yeah, potentially. Potentially. Um, I just think once you get out of the group, yeah, you know, that's when it really starts, and you know, and that's what everyone's building towards is you know, you've you've got sort of, you know, four games then to win the World Cup. So I, I I don't think they'll be underprepared for it, but I just think you know, if you're looking at the groups, the last for you know, the last sort of group you wanted to face first knockout stage was the group with Brazil, Portugal and Ivory Coast in it.
3: Mm. Yeah. I think yeah. I say about Spain. Spain are the best team in the world. Without a shadow of a doubt. And I'm not until I think they're the best team, I think they're the best team by a fair distance. But if they can win the World Cup, is a completely different yeah. subject, But I'd, I'd still back them. I, I don't think there's a team at that World Cup that are anywhere near as good as them. And I, I think a lot of the major nations are are off the boil. You know, a, a lot of when you, you expect to see a strong France or Argentina team, that's not there, and I don't think England are there either. So I would go as far to as say I would be
1: surprised if Spain didn't win the World Cup. So you're saying Spain, who are you gonna go for now? We've uh, gone through all the groups, Andy. Who's, who's your tip for for the World Cup? I'm gonna go for
2: a bit of an outsider. Um I'm gonna go for Holland. Ooh. Okay. So I think they've got I think they um you know, they've got very, very strong side. I think they've got players that are coming into the World Cup on form in Robin, whose injury doesn't seem as bad as his first field and certainly Schneider. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in Van Persie they've got someone capable of winning the golden boot. Um and coming back from not having played fifty games this season, I think will be a benefit. it certainly looked sharp when it came back for the last few games of the Premiership. And I think if you're going to win the World Cup, you need a striker that's going to score you five, six goals. You need to be able to punish the weak, weaker teams. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see I'd like to see a new team win it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I wouldn't mind Spain win it because I think if they win it, they'll play the, they'll play the best football. Um, but beyond that, I, I think Holland could be a good bet.
1: I was, um, thinking, I was thinking about uh, oh you don't want to hear what I want to say
3: no, I'm just right. I, I, I've already
2: left have I yeah <laughs> just <laughs> editor
3: just quickly on that Dutch team That'd But would good. good point if they had Ruud van Nistelrooy, that's what they're missing that sort of goal poaching striker they've got lots of tricky wingers yeah. it's about squeezing them all in but yeah if but I they think, add in, I think then...
2: they, 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 they play they use Karrouk Ka- very differently in the national team than Liverpool do Liverpool use him wide right but he plays out and out centre forward mm. with yeah, Van Persie around him I know he's not in the van Nistelrooy class but but I do, yeah. I, I think they'll, um, and we always talk about Holland, you know, self-destructing at major tournaments. And I just sort of get the feeling that they're, they're they all like more each of, other, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. They're a bit more of a harmonious outfit these days, and, and they look great at Euro 2008 until yeah, Russia anyway, until the yeah. Russian game, but
1: and no, who do you think going to win I'm not going to tell you now come on, gonna, come on Paul Argentina oh, gonna, oh. I'm going Argentina I'm going to subscribe to the uh, Simon Cooper uh, an uh, column, column uh, uh, that, that when you get into the uh, knockout stages it's going to be individuals who are going to win a World Cup and I just think with Lionel Messi Tevez uh, Higuain Aguero you know, I like they
2: can't all be on the pitch at the same time got, though, well, okay, like, well
1: that, that's the thing the problem, is like, uh, Maradona's mad enough to do that you yeah, know, if, right. any, if any coach is mad enough to do it And I just think there are a few omens there (laughs) about how they play and, you know, how they've qualified and they squeezed in. And uh, uh, it's, what, seven games to win a World Cup? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for them. I I
3: don't think a, a nation with a manager as poor as Maradona has ever won the World Cup. I can't, you know, in, not just in terms of experience, in terms of sanity and uh, tactical <laughs> ability. So I don't think I can't see him winning.
1: It. it was the first time for everything. You became editor of this magazine. You know? so <laughs> Anything's possible. <laughs> and Andy, you need to to do a prize? yeah. Just Come while we're on. talking
2: about World Cup, during the whole of the World Cup, there's a really good uh, good cause, which is uh, the website is www.footballfreestyling.com.au, which is Westmead Me- West Westmead Children's Foundation. Who are going to be? You can upload your freestyling videos there throughout the World Cup they've actually got a world record attempt tonight at Club Marconi yep. is that right? like Yeah, it. Chris Beaven is going to try and break the world record for double round the worlds
1: i mm. trying to think what that that's is that's the old that's that. when you whip your foot the ball ball around the ball stays oh, okay. there
2: and you go round it
1: what's a so, double one
2: I don't know you do it twice
1: and then catch it. yeah, yeah, yeah I again. think so oh. Yeah. what's so the world try- record
2: I don't know one probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's trying to break a world record tonight and then for the rest of the World Cup, you can upload your own vids, and people can sponsor you, and it's all going to a good cause. And, and obviously, in light of what we talked about with Brad Jones, you know, mm. certainly this is the sort of thing that the Westminster Children Foundation uh, look to uh, to battle. So um, get on board and uh, and donate to a good cause. Fantastic, that's great. Um, Join us after the break as we're going to be having
1: a look at um, all the opening round games, including Socceroos against Germany and picking out some of the other plum tyres in the first few days of the World Cup. Join us then.
0: As one of the world's leading entertainment providers, Sony has launched the first-ever global 3D experience of the FIFA World Cup. Football fans from around the globe can now get even closer to the action. It's time to get your
4: game on. Love to support your favourite soccer team on and off the pitch? Well, listen up, because whether you follow Manchester United or Melbourne Victory, Rebel Sports got all the gear you need. Now you can grab your team colours and wear them with pride with Rebel's massive English Premier League and A-League jersey sale. Grab selected men's jerseys from just $99.99. That's a saving of up to $40. Show your pride on and off the pitch this year. Hurry into Rebel Sport or shop online at rebelsport.com.au and get yourself a bargain before stocks run out.
0: It's time. Time to catch up with my world. Time to catch the final score. Time to read my team's tweets to see who's in. Time to see your social universe from one screen with Timescape. Only on the new Xperia X10 from Sony Ericsson. Alex Wilkinson from the Central Coast Mariners, and you're listening to the 442 Insider Podcast with my great mate Paul Handsford.
1: Hello and welcome to the Insider Podcast. Am I going to cry? You're going to
3: crack. You had Ross. me at
1: hello. tear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, and we're into the last segment of the podcast Hopefully I'll be back as a guest, that'd be nice You can phone me Get up I'll be yeah. a Danish football correspondent uh, yeah. Oh yeah, go down. Well. of the
3: wild interest there is in that
1: Yeah, well look, we're going to have a look at some of the games from the uh, 2010 FIFA World Cup Trademark Finals um, And obviously the big game for us is the Socceroos against Germany so uh, first question how do we think Pim's going to approach the game
2: (laughs) I think
4: he might play (laughs)
2: 4-2-3-1 just got a feeling I think he'll be very very cautious I don't think he'll give a lot away I think he might try and nick a goal and then defend for his life that's about the size of it have we been saying this
1: for like... Tw- this is yeah. we've been saying for 12 months, haven't we?
2: Yeah. yeah. So as yet, undiscovered tribes in the Amazon that know how Pimferback's <laughs> going to play on Sunday. So.
1: <laughs> I mean, the, the only
3: discussion is the one that we were having earlier about if he's going to play Kennedy... Through the front, or if he's going to opt for Kiel, and I think, especially with questions over Kiel's fitness, not to say you know it's easy work going on the left wing, but if he had to hold the line up front on his own, I think that would be tough, tough physically against the Germans. So I think Kennedy will will get the nod, and, mm. and yeah, it'd be the system
1: system we're used to. But should it be any other way? I mean, the players know the system. The you know, like we we've got the personnel that seems to fit that. Should he be playing any differently? You know, what would you like to? What no, would you, this no, day, no, at this stage,
2: know. I don't think so. But I, I think the, the key thing is is that the critical people are Emmerton and Kuhl fit, and and I agree. You know, as I said, is Kuhl needs to play on the left side um, because otherwise there's just going to be no width, and and therefore you're not getting the best out of Josh Kennedy. So I think you know, I, I really want to see Kuhl and Emmerton and Cahill as that three mm. um, and see Emerton and Kill getting wide because that, that to me is, is where our goals are going to come from
1: Out of all the players in that kind of starting eleven that we we kind of know who's going to be playing whose place is under pressure? Who, who's who got the most? You were talking about Carl Valeri and Vince yep. Um Who else is under pressure to, to not make it? Craig Moore
3: I'd say he's the... I just don't think there's anyone
1: who, else who, though who, I don't... Who, who do you pick above him then who's who's tr- who's going to take his place well I
3: mean Michael Beecham Bo- yeah Beecham but yep. Beecham could be a chance I, th- I think Beecham might get the nod against Serbia because we're talking about what a unit is and how mm. tall he is I yep. think he, he might get the job against Serbia um, haven't seen enough of him to come but he, he looked more, in recent performances looked more comfortable than he did previously where he looked a little bit shaky
1: yep.
3: and you know, I think Moore will play against Germany because they're not as much of a threat with pace so I think we might be able to get away with that especially if we're sitting quite deep but I think you know, Moore's going to have to put in a good performance against Germany to prove himself for the other games
1: mm. And uh, if Emerton comes in who are, you, who are you replacing?
2: Garcia I'll be Wilkshire right back yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Be Wil- Wilkshire, Moore, Neal Chipperfield, B- Kalina Grella Kewl, Emerton, Cahill, Kennedy
1: And no Bresh.
2: I don't think so. It's not no. really showing off, no. you know. And, and I I think that you know, the one thing that, that they could potentially do would be if they're looking to chase the game is, is take one of Kalina or Grela off and put Bresch on, in a slightly more advanced and almost go to like, you know, four one three.
1: Yeah, because he can trap back. He's good. Yeah. at he's good at. Yeah, is one of the players who can do that. That's but a- you
2: know, I mean, that, that's the danger is you know we've got so so many of the key players have not. Played many games this year. Bresciano, Emerton, Kuhl, you know, are all struggling for time. So I think you'll probably see three out of their, you know, those three going into two positions and rotating. Yeah, you know. mm. yeah. You
3: should talk about chasing the game, but I think if we're if we're one down heading into the last twenty, he'll probably take that. I don't mm. think he'll throw on people to try and get it. It'll go, you know, the players have got on. Hopefully, he might better get back into it, but I don't think he'll go all or bust to, to get back. No, into he hasn't the shown game. that. He oh, hasn't
1: shown that when no, he's been down
3: the
2: that, That's my big concern about the squad. Is that I'm not sure he's got the, the the personnel to chase the game like that. Anyway, you look at the the game against Japan, you know, like in, four years ago when Cahill scored his first goal, he you got Viduka on the pitch, Aloisi on the pitch, Kennedy on the pitch, Cahill, Kuhl that's five very attacking Bresciano mm-hmm. that's five very very attacking players and you know same against Croatia when we got the equaliser all of those attacking players were on the pitch at the same time he hasn't got that many strikers to put on no. you know and, and that's, that's and his mentality big, as that's well concern is not to do for me that. that the two games that Australia got anything out of in the last World Cup ended up with four and five attacking players up front chasing the game and I don't think we've got the ability to do that this time.
1: So the the next question I was going to ask is where can Australia hurt Germany? And if mm. we're saying that they haven't got the strikers, you know, is it is it from midfield? Is it that, that Cahill that we always go back to as the as the main man? Is that the? It's a difficult
3: question, isn't it? Because it's certainly not one there's a load of answers to. Mm. Um, it does come back to hoping that Cahill's going to get you know another one of those ridiculous finishes he always always manages to do. But yeah, it's a defence first attitude. You know, let's try not to concede, and hope that you know Kennedy can shin it in again, or you know Tim, so Timmy can get on the end of. So time. where we
1: say so where we say Australia can hurt Germany is possibly in their defensive organisation in 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 the sense of frustrating them.
2: Yeah, and I hopefully keeping them make, out for a long it difficult time. Difficult for them. Um, I think, you know, the, the the one chance that they have got is to is to get the ball wide and get some quality into the box because Kennedy is good in the air. He's played in the Bundesliga. He knows what he's going to be up against. And Cahill is one of the best players in the world at attacking a ball in the air in the box from from midfield. You know, so I think that's the strength. But that's only a strength if we get the ball wide to start with and get quality crosses into the box. And so that's where maybe if Emerson is, isn't 100%, then maybe Bresciano will start on the right, and Kulumb on the on the left, and be to, for that very reason to get crosses in. Yeah,
1: yeah. So predictions, boys. What do we reckon? <laughs> I'm going to say it before Trevor uh, interrupts me. I think, oh, I it, think it'll be uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, one all draw. Oof. I'm going for a one all draw, and I think I think we'll nick a goal first, and Germany will come back, get a goal put us under the pump but we'll just hold out I think it'll be one or two. I don't know why but I
3: your dreams about it you know, yeah you know, I didn't these dream these about David Carney I
1: dreamt about Andy the other night which is a bit worrying
3: oh I heard about that one actually
1: yeah ooh mm. Sub, it's a bit worrying
2: when i have sharing yeah. a room with him yeah. for two and a half weeks let's don't not, worry let's not
1: talk about it on a family show like this yeah I've stitched up my box of shorts so <laughs> it's okay <laughs> uh, there won't be any embarrassing moments boys but. are back in the barracks <laughs> <laughs> um, Trev Predictions? Predictions.
3: I think they'll just edge us
1: out. Oh no! I was saying, will I fall out of my boxer shorts? <laughs> no, I don't
3: think you will. <laughs> okay, good. You'd like to have that as an option, but yeah, um, yeah I think that they'll, they'll just one nil or two nil. I'll, I'll, I'll stick to one nil.
1: Yeah, Germany.
3: German, well, yeah, one 0 Germany. Yeah. yeah, Andy. Um, Ooh, it's gonna be a wild prediction.
2: No, <laughs> I'm gonna. I've. I'm, I'm, I was gonna say one all as well. I've just got a feeling that they're gonna get something out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I've just got this feeling that they're gonna. They're gonna lift a bit, so I, but I won't. You've taken one all, so if anything, I'd probably say Germany maybe to nick it at the death, two one. Okay.
1: Oh, that'd be horrible. All right. Yeah. S- so there's lots of other games uh, over the the next two or three day. Well, the, the, the next month, but yeah. whole well, World Cup on. Seeing as we have a, a podcast, 64 games to be precise um, I think it's 65,
3: is not it? Because the third place. is uh, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Clever Trev. Right. Um, <laughs> which, which ones are we most looking forward to in the next few days?
3: Uh, I'm really looking forward to if I could pick one out. Um, Go on. Argentina-Nigeria because I'm not really sure how Argentina are going to play at this World mm-hmm. Cup. You yeah. know, as I was discussing earlier and Nigeria, another team that you don't know which team's going to show
2: up. Um, I found fact this morning. I was listening okay. to a uh, BBC podcast. Is it a stat? Niger- yeah, it oh, is. Yes, Nigeria's gosh. population. Oof. 18 million. 18? Yeah. Nigeria's 80, population.
1: 18, 80. I'm gonna. Because he nearly, he nearly thought I got it right. Say eighty. I'm no, gonna go.
2: Uh, I'm gonna
3: go f- thirty-five.
2: A hundred million. Whoa. Whoa. That is a big, big country. Yeah.
3: Football mad country. Yeah. Where everyone's playing. Which,
2: which, in a way, sort of when you think that Togo qualified for World Cup with three million, you know, mm. is a New Zealand. That's a big catchment. hundred thousand people. mad. You know, hundred million people to to pull a. A football squad from, yeah. you know, and, and it makes you surprised that they haven't yeah. dominated more. They're you know. rubbish then, basically, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, pretty For much. Capita.
1: Yeah.
2: Andy, who, what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking. I'm, uh, although we probably won't see much of it because we'll be uh, making our way to South Africa. I would, I would have really loved to have seen the opening game, South Africa Mexico. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it will be a, a fantastic spectacle. Um, and the first proper outing for the Illinois. Um but by that I'm I'm looking forward to uh, obviously being at the England USA game, looking forward to that, and also Holland Denmark seeing Holland in Johannesburg at Soccer City. Yeah, I think will be a will be a cracking experience. That's so.
1: my uh, that's my one to pick out yeah. my my new adopted home Denmark taking on. Uh, the, the duchies so um,
3: a close I think, game I think even though we're saying how good the dutch look the, the danish are very well organised yeah, a yeah decent they, side.
1: They, they could surprise a few people so um, yeah should be good well we're off to south africa <laughs> hands up here who's going to south africa <laughs> oh, poor trevor simon not going <laughs> no simon's not going either but you're going to the live sites and all sorts of so trevor will be uh Looking after us on the ground here.
3: Yeah. Um, be out, out and about, out, smoothing.
1: Out and about, flexi time and all that. Yep. And uh, Andy and I will be in South Africa. So make sure you uh, check out all our coverage on our website, which is au.442.com forward slash WC Insider. Now, the WC stands for World <laughs> Cup.
2: Not toilet. Doesn't mean no. we'll be just cottaging <laughs> <We> our <laughs> way <water> around <laughs> South Africa.
1: Although the amount of beer we'll be drinking, there probably <laughs> yeah. will be a lot of uh, WC insiding. What can we expect um, on that? So we're going we're oh, to hope to craziness. put up a
2: video, photo gallery, and a story of our travels every day in a sort of uh, diary type affair.
3: Maybe first couple of days. So we're doing <laughs> less tw- and less. We're
2: doing 12, 12 <laughs> games in 15 days. So we've got we've got a punishing opening three yeah.
1: days, and we're also looking to go on safari, go to Soweto, um, uh, possibly even meet uh, Arsene Wenger or Marcel Desailly and, Marcel and Desailly, uh, Gary and... Bailey. Yeah. So, uh, all kinds. That of will all
2: be on the website.
1: Football antics, Trevor. Sounds a bit of a drag. And then when we can't get it up, you'll be putting it on. So yeah, uh, get guess in the middle of the yeah. Trevor, I've broken the interpipe. <laughs> Help me. Uh, but there you go. Uh, yes my last podcast so thanks for listening and putting up with me and my erming and uh, my bad dad jokes and uh, yeah, we'll be handing over the reins to Trevor where we will anoint you editor shall we anoint him editor now I think so what does that Arise. It, you got to <laughs> get on Trevor. one knee and then I pat you with a, with a pen on. do you want to do everything. it with a magazine yeah yeah okay we'll the king is dead maybe. Great radio. live the king. Great radio, this, isn't it? Trevor's on his
2: knees. Trevor's now on his knees. Okay. And Paul I hope
1: is, all I've got to yeah. do is get anointed.
2: Paul I'm is about to anoint him <laughs> with our World Cup supplement. Oh. All right. <laughs>
1: right,
2: Ready? All right, hold on. Let's get the mic over. <laughs> oh, you can
1: hear
2: don't hear it. it. Oh, that's the left shoulder.
1: That's the right shoulder. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well done, Trev. Don't screw it up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Well, thanks very much. That's all the time we got for in this uh, Insider Podcast. Uh Join uh, Trevor next week and maybe a phone Trev call from on us. His
2: own. Yeah. That's going to be good. Trev talking yeah. to himself. Um, it's what just do you think? A ream and ream <laughs> of stats. Can have to invent another voice. Uh, so, what do you think, Trevor? I don't know. <laughs> Hello, Dee. You're a stupid head. <laughs> hey, join the World Cup, everyone. And
1: yeah. uh, we'll be uh, speaking to you very soon. Thanks a lot. Bye.
0: 442 Insider is a Helms Media Solutions production. Visit helms.com.au to find out more about our services.